After well over a month of record high gas prices, President Joe Biden has finally settled on a strategy for bringing prices down at the pump. No, he is not going to issue new leases for oil and gas production. And no, he isn't going to greenlight new oil pipelines to encourage domestic production and distribution. And no, he isn't even going to increase releases from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Instead, you see, what President Biden is going to do is ask gas stations to lower prices. The companies running gas stations and setting those prices at the pump. This is a time of war, global peril, Ukraine. These are not normal times. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you are paying for the product. Do it now. Do it today. Your customers, the American people, they need relief now. They need relief now, so gas stations just stop making a profit, any profit at all. It's the, ga- it's the gas station's fault. Biden has blamed everyone else already. He's blamed Putin. He's blamed oil company CEOs. He's blamed everybody but himself and his own stupid policies. And now he's blaming the poor Pakistani immigrant who runs your local ExxonMobil franchise. Just lower the prices. Just lower the prices. Why didn't we think of that? It was so easy. It was before us all the time. Do you know what the average profit margin is for gas stations. On average, it's about two cents per gallon. For the government, the profit margin on gas can be extremely high. It's about $1.18 per gallon in California. But for the gas stations, you are looking at a profit margin of about 1.4%. To put that in perspective, that is way lower than the average profit margin across all industries which is 7.7%. 7.7 for everybody all across all industries, 1.4 for the gas stations. It's even lower, significantly lower than the margins on infamously low margin businesses like grocery stores. Grocery stores, 2.5%. Car dealerships, 3.2%. Gas stations, 1.4%. Biden wants you to believe that the reason you're having trouble filling your tank, I just filled my tank this morning. It was absurdly expensive. And I have a very fuel efficient car. He says, the reason that you're having trouble filling your tank is the couple of cents per gallon that the stations are making, the meager profit margin that they have to supplement by selling you chips and coffee and all that other slightly higher margin stuff in the gas station convenience store. That's why. The gas stations couldn't drop prices if they wanted to. Biden actually could take some concrete steps right now to bring bring prices down if he really wanted to, which he doesn't. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. My favorite comment on, gosh, what was it? Thursday. My favorite comment Thursday was from Joni Maroney, who says, the next troll assignment for The Daily Wire is to buy property next to Nancy Pelosi and then convert it into a multifamily unit complex and fill it with newly arrived immigrant families. That's a great idea because you see Nancy Pelosi, Gavin Newsom, all these liberal politicians in California, they think it's a really good idea to open up the border, flood the state with with foreign nationals, to uh, get rid of single family housing. You know, you're not allowed to have single family housing anymore. 
where you live. Where they live, it's fine. Where you live, that's not fine. Raise the gas taxes. That's, that's for, for you guys, that's all fine. Just not in my backyard. It's the NIMBY party. Not, not in my backyard. Okay, well, how about we subject the liberal elite Democrats, especially in California, to any of the policies that they push on everybody else. Let's subject them to that for, I don't know, five minutes. See how quickly those policies go away. Now, when you want to live like a rich, luxurious elite, when you, when you at least want to eat like a rich, luxurious elite, you got to check out Good Ranchers. Happy 5th of July. Do you know what I had about a hundred times this weekend? Uh, you know what I had. I had delicious Good Ranchers, the steaks and the burgers and the chicken. And it's all extremely high quality stuff, just in terms of the quality of the beef, the quality of the meat you're getting. It's much higher than what you may have had for other experiences and at the grocery store. And it comes right to your door, super easy, supports American ranches. You know, the stuff you're getting is right from the good old U.S. of A. More American than apple pie on the 4th of July. Really, really wonderful stuff. And right now, you can save a ridiculous amount of money. If you use my code Knowles, you will get $30 off and free shipping on your order. Shipping is not cheap, okay? This is a lot of top quality meat. So make sure you take advantage of this offer. You go to goodranchers.com slash Knowles, K-N-O-W-L-E-S, to start bringing people to the table. Create some change in America. That begins at the dinner table, Ronald Reagan told us. Eat some seriously delicious food. You are going to thank me so much. Once you bite into it, you can either order the steaks a la carte or you can subscribe. I recommend you subscribe. Head on over right now. Use code Knowles at goodranchers.com slash Knowles. If Biden wanted to fix the gas issue, he could do it. It wouldn't happen overnight but he could do it. He would greenlight the pipeline, the pipelines in America that he shuts down, even as he's greenlighting pipelines for Vladimir Putin, which caused the war in Ukraine, according to Ukrainian President Zelensky, which causes the gas prices to go up. He would greenlight the pipelines in America because it's not just one or two pipelines. When you, when you go after and shut down a pipeline, you're signaling to the industry, the government doesn't have your back. So it, when you shut down one oil pipeline in America, it means you're shutting down all the oil pipelines. Because there's always going to be local opposition. There are always going to be some liberal activists who fly out and try to shut it down. The government's either going to support the pipelines or not. So he could defend the pipelines. He could issue new oil and gas leases. He's not doing that. Promise that he wouldn't do that at all. And what, what Biden will say is, look, this, this isn't going to bring the prices down. It would take a year to get that pipeline up and functioning. Okay, well, Biden told us that a year and a half ago. If he had just done it a year and a half ago, we, we wouldn't be in this problem right now. Wouldn't, wouldn't be in this predicament. Well, it will, it'll take a while to get the oil and natural gas pumping out of these new leases. Okay, well, sure wish you did it a year ago or 18 months ago. Gosh, wouldn't that be great? Then we wouldn't be quite in the same predicament. But he, he doesn't care enough to do it. He's, he's bothered that the gas prices are hurting Democrats' chances in the midterm elections, but he is not bothered enough to compromise his long-term agenda. 
in the short term, yes, they want the lower gas prices because they think it'll help them in the elections. But in the long term, the Democrats have been advocating for higher gas prices. When Obama was running in 08, he said, yes, my plan is going to result in higher gas prices. He Often Democrats would bemoan relatively low gas prices because they said, gosh, with these low gas prices, people aren't switching to electric fast enough. They aren't switching to solar fast enough. They aren't taking climate change seriously enough. And climate change is very, very important to the liberal agenda. Not because of the environment, not because of the air or the water or the sun monster or anything like that. It's important. The climate change ideology is important to the political scheme of liberalism. It's important to the left's broader political agenda. This is why Kamala Harris right now, she was asked about high gas prices. She started laughing. What we need to do domestically, what we need to do to bring down the cost of gas. Well, right? <laughs> right? I seen a meme the other day that said, me Googling online how to make gas at home. Okay. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> you can't afford to fill your car. You can't. You can't. You can't afford wait no you can't you can't afford to drive to the grocery store you probably can't even afford groceries there because of how expensive it all is and you can't afford hold on oh gosh i need to take a moment here you can't afford to drive your kids to school and your kids probably aren't even allowed in school still because those damn teachers unions have kept a jet down since covid oh whoo what a doozy man so much to laugh about these days isn't there hi i'm the vice president of the united states they just want you to shut up they're laughing at you. They've been laughing at you for a long time. And they want you to shut up and go away and stop complaining. A, a Biden advisor went on CNN and, and he basically made this point. He, he, he didn't even try to weasel his way out of the, the gas issue, the inflation issue, the fact that people are really hurting right now in their, in their budgets. He, he didn't do it in the way that Kamala Harris does or Joe Biden does. He just came out and he said, look, yeah, you're upset about high gas prices, but shut up about it. The liberal world order is at stake. What do you say to those families who say, listen, we can't afford to pay $4.85 a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable. Well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. We have to stand firm. Now, some people are trying to, some liberals are trying to walk back this comment because, you know, the, they call us conspiracy theorists. They, call, they say we're all wearing tinfoil hats about international, supranational, transnational kind of governments that are going to take away our sovereignty on the 4th of July of all days. And then they say things like the liberal world order or the new world order, or they, they use these kinds of phrases. And you say, wait, what was that phrase you just said? And they say, we didn't say it. Stop repeating what we just said. Don't, you can't tell us what we just said. So he says that there's a liberal world order and the liberal world order depends on, on the war in Ukraine or just voting for Joe Biden and, and not complaining anymore. There is going to be a world order. There is such a thing as a liberal world order. We are living under it. 
There is going to be a world order. There is going to be some scheme according to which we organize the various nations and political bodies of the world. And the major debate that we're having right now is what is that world order going to look like? When people talk about a new world order, it, it doesn't need to be, you know, the Illuminati and the space aliens conspiring in a cave somewhere. The question is, what is, what is the world order going to look like moving into the future? What the libs want is for us to have this increasingly secular, increasingly leftist, increasingly homogenized world where we all just look at porn and go to pride parades and eat McDonald's. And that, that's what, and they think that that's going to spread around the world and that's going to be a great thing. And we're going to lose some of our political rights as Americans and other people are going to lose some of their political rights to chart their own national destiny. But that's for the best because that's the liberal world order. The, the flag of the liberal world order is the rainbow flag. The values of the liberal world order is secular leftism. And that's what they want. There is an alternative to that. There are a number of alternatives. You could have a Christian world order. That, that one seems to have fallen by the wayside, unfortunately, in modernity. Then, there, then there's a, a major alternative right now, which is nationalism, an order of nation states where nations get to chart their own destiny. The Trump election was about this. America first, nationalism. That, that's what the question is. What is the world order going to be going into the future? Do you want more <laughs> rainbow flags over Kandahar and pride parades everywhere and drag queen story hour and abortion and secular liberalism? Or do you want something more like a nationalism. America first for America and not forcing every country in the world to fall under that secular leftism. What what world order do you want? Uh, You know which world order I want? I want the one that isn't going to keep increasing my gas prices. I I like the idea of having the traditional American way of life. And I also, by the way, sorry, Pache CNN and Biden advisor, I don't want the high gas prices. You know, when, when you've got to fix up your car, this, these days, it's very, very important. You've got to go check out Rock Auto. Right now, head on over to rockauto.com, write Knowles in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. It is not going to come as any surprise. I'm not the handiest guy in the world, okay? I'm not a total aficionado, connoisseur of car parts. I know when something breaks and the mechanic tells me I need a part, well, then you got a choice. You can either go to the brick and mortar auto parts store, and it's going to take a ton of your time, and you're going to get peppered with questions you don't know the answer to, and then you're going to pay 50% more. 100% more sometimes, sometimes even more. Buddy of mine made a mistake, went to the brick and mortar store. They tried to charge him $400 for a part where he thought, huh, wait, what was Michael talking about the other day? Pulls out his phone, goes to rockauto.com, super easy catalog. He pulls up the part really quickly. The part's $150 at Rock Auto. They wanted $400 at the brick and mortar store. Don't do that. Prices are always reliably low. Same prices for pros and do-it-yourselfers. Super easy catalog. It's all at rockauto.com. Family business, serving auto parts customers online for more than 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Then write Knowles in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. The libs, when they are constructing a world order are very focused on global warming. Global warming keeps coming back, and it's not because they are concerned about the weather. Global warming keeps coming back because in many ways it is the linchpin to this liberal world order. Here is the Australian ambassador for women and girls, the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade, discussing how 
global warming somehow relates to feminism and domestic violence, and let her tell you herself. As we confront the climate crisis, women and girls' human rights must be at the center of our collective efforts. Climate change and its consequences can exacerbate the risk of sexual and gender-based violence. This risk is most acute for women and girls facing multiple and intersecting forms of discrimination and inequality, including Indigenous women and girls. Realising women's and girls' human rights is an important part of securing the future of our planet and a better future for us all. How is recognizing the special rights and privileges of indigenous women and girls of color, what does that have to do with reducing the global mean temperature? What does that, what does that have to do with rising sea levels and sun flares and whatever else the libs tell us is going to be the apocalyptic event that, that wipes out the human race. What does that, I don't, I don't think that is happening because of the environment, because of the sun or the wind or the oceans or whatever. But what do, even if it did, what does that have to do with abortion or, or women's rights or, or intersectionality? She actually refers to intersectionality there among the indigenous women of color. What do the two have to do with each other? Well, quite a lot, actually. They, they're both part of the leftist ideology. They're both, part, they're both given as reasons to give the left whatever they want. Well, why do, you, why do we need to raise taxes on this thing? Well, because of you know, the intersecting discrimination of the women and the global warming and the climate, and that's why we need to take away your rights and your guns and your money and your, your sovereignty and your privilege because of, you know, the, and the discrimination and the synergy. And, and they just use these liberal buzzwords, in particular climate change, because it's completely unfalsifiable. Temperature goes up, that's climate change. Temperature goes down, it's climate change. Temperature stays the same. You know what that is. That's climate change. In the 70s, that we, we're headed for a global ice age. What is that? Well, it's climate change. Now, oh my gosh, we're, it's going to be a desert. It's going to be like the Sahara all over the earth. What is that? Well, you know what it is. That's climate change. Climate change is not, it is not so much an end. It is not so much an event to be feared as it is a political process that is essential to the liberal world order. Kamala Harris was just addressing climate change. How are we going to deal with climate change? And she explained the way we're going to deal with climate change is we're going to work together to form a plan to, for, for working together. And then by working together, we'll, we're going to we're going to achieve working together. That is especially true when it comes to the climate crisis, which is why we will work together and continue to work together to address these issues, to tackle these challenges, and to work together as we continue to work operating from the new norms, rules, and agreements that we will convene to work together on to galvanize global action. With that, I thank you all. This is a matter of urgent priority for all of us, and I know we will work on this together. Where is my bong? I have a Kamala Harris bong. I had it in my desk, and my producers took it away from me, but I need the Kamala Harris bong 
so that I can light. I don't, I'm not a fan of the Haitian oregano, as you know, but I need to light it up to understand what she is talking about most of the time. What she's saying is this is very urgent, global warming, climate crisis, that's the new name. It's very urgent. That's why we need to work together and figure out a way to work together and work, work, work together, together, together. There's inadvertently a lot of insight in what Kamala is saying here. She's saying that the whole the whole point of the global warming fear-mongering is to get us to work together. doesn't matter what we're working together on, whether we're trying to raise the global temperature, lower the global temperature, cut certain pollution, create other pollution. That, that is actually beside the point. The thing that matters is that we work together and we lose a little bit more and more of our national sovereignty and we bind ourselves together in more international treaties and institutions and transnational governing bodies, and then we will have achieved the real goal, which is working together, which is evermore the liberal world order. The problem is the liberal world order is not working out very well. And people are seeing this in their pocketbooks. They're seeing this at the tank right now. They're seeing this at the gas prices. And most especially, they're seeing this with their own two eyes in education in regular old society, and, and specifically with regard to children. We are told that the libs are not groomers. The, the, we've just come to the end of Pride Parade. We've made it through. We made it through, guys. A little worse off than we were when we started, but we made it through. There is a video of a little kid, sweet little kid. How old is he? Probably four years old or something. At a Pride Parade, looking at some person jiggling in an extremely sexual way, not wearing a lot of clothing. This kid's staring up, and then some just, just absolute degenerate, dancing and twerking and jiggling around while this kid looks up. I don't know where, the, this might have been New York. Looks sort of like New York. I'm not, not quite sure exactly what the street is. No, they're not sexualizing the kids. No, no, they're, ju- they're just offering educational opportunities. It's not grooming. It's not sexual. Oh, that giant lady or man or I don't know, twerking and jiggling right in the kid's face. No, that's nothing. There's another video came out of what looks like a strip club of a stripper. We bl- blared it out. I don't know if it's a man or a woman or it's a man who mutilated himself to look like a woman. The, whoever the person is definitely has had some work done. Uh, walking around holding a little kid by the hand, dancing and stripping. And this this dancer has sort of pasties on, so it's maybe it's maybe they're skirting some of the laws here, but but it's obviously extremely indecent. It's obviously obscene. And and this dancer is holding the little kid's hand. The most scandalous part of the video, by the way, is not that this dancer, prostitute, whatever this person is. It's not even that that person is holding the kid's hand. It's all the adults who are just sitting there kind of laughing, chuckling. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Free expression. Yeah, this is, this is pride. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate pride. More and more of these videos come out. How many of these videos have I played on my show? A hundred? <laughs> I don't how many, of, how many of these videos come out? How many of these videos do we need to see before we realize 
that this is a feature, not a bug, of pride ideology, of leftist ideology. The increasing sexualization of little, little, little kids. I'm not even talking about young teenagers or fifth grade or sixth grade. I'm talking, that girl looks like she's four or five. If that, the increasing sexualization of ever younger children is a feature, not a bug of this leftist ideology. They've been talking about it for 100 years at least. And now they're doing it and we're all surprised that they're doing it. They're doing it because this is the leftist vision of liberty. On that TikTok video, they say, kids should be exposed to drag shows. This is free expression, man. We've got to accustom them to this when they're very, very young. Because the leftist vision of liberty is that we're all oppressed by society, by the moral order, by rules, by discipline, by virtue. We're all really oppressed by that. And the way to be truly free and our authentic selves is to throw off all of those shackles and all of those limitations. So we won't be limited by the law. (laughs) We won't be limited by the moral law. We won't be limited by biology even. I won't even be limited by my chromosomes. We won't be limited by age of consent statutes. We won't be limited by anything. We're just going to pursue our own most disgusting appetites (laughs) whenever we want, and then we're going to be truly free. We know that's not liberty. The conservatives have a different view of liberty, which is that the man who sins is a slave to sin, and you shouldn't groom the kids. Don't groom the kids. Grooming the kids is not liberty. If your version of liberty involves grooming the kids, you've gone down a wrong path. You got to come back. You got to change your understanding. There's another question that's raised by this video, which is, why are these people not being arrested? They should all be arrested. They should all be thrown in prison, and they should probably throw away the key. So why aren't they? It's not because there aren't laws against this. There are laws against all this stuff. It's just not prosecuted. There are laws against all this kind of stuff, and it doesn't get prosecuted. It's the same reason reason that BLM gets to go kill and rape and kill and pillage and burn, and they basically get a slap on the wrist. And then the horn hat guy cracks a Coors Light in the Capitol Rotunda, and they're going to throw him in solitary and throw away the key. That's why. It's not because of the laws on the books. It's because of the ruling class that is enforcing and not enforcing those laws, and frankly, just enforcing their own capricious will. You know, it's been a huge few days for The Daily Wire and for America. Last Wednesday, we had our biggest live event of the year, Backstage Live at the Ryman, where we celebrated the launch of our expanded streaming service, Daily Wire Plus, as well as the addition of Dr. Jordan Peterson is coming over to The Daily Wire. Then over the weekend, we celebrated the fierce independence of a country founded on the principles that we know are worth fighting for. There has never been a better time to join. With Daily Wire Plus, you are getting everything that you love from your favorite host, as well as, if you're interested, Ben, Matt, Drew, Candace, plus the entirety of Jordan Peterson's existing archive, podcast, new shows, and bonus content, plus a new series from PragerU out in the fall, plus fearless documentaries and riveting movies such as What is a Woman and Terror on the Prairie, plus, man, there's so much, there's so much plus going on. Uh, just call me Michael Knowles Plus from now on. That's what you are, listener plus. Uh, Plus animated kids shows without a woke agenda coming soon. So join today. Start building the future you want to see by going to dailywireplus.com. We'll be right back with a lot more.
You need to pay $8 a gallon for gas to preserve the liberal world order. Uh, refund, please. <laughs> um, if, if what I am getting in exchange for my $8 a gallon is the liberal world order, I'm good, thanks. I'm good. I would like to, no thank you. No, I, even if you discount it, 20% off the liberal world order, no thanks. There is no amount of money I want to pay to preserve because the liberal world order is not working very well. And I think transgenderism in particular, the drag shows and the grooming, and especially transgenderism, is really waking people up to this fact. There was a, a bulletin that came out of the Toronto Police Department over the weekend. I did not believe this was true. I looked it up. It is true. It said, Toronto Police, blue check mark, verified account. News release, missing woman, Ryerson Avenue and Bathurst Street area, Isabella DeGrace. 27. And then, and then you, you look at a, a picture of this missing woman and it, the guy looks like Joe Dirt, looks like, looks like David Spade in that movie. He's got the goatee, kind of reddish blonde goatee beard. He's got a man's haircut. He's obviously a man. I, I, then I said, this must be the wrong post. Uh, maybe the, the social media person for the Toronto police just posted the wrong picture. No, because then I looked at the news release. Toronto police service requests public assistance locating a missing woman. She is described as five foot 10 with a thin build, shaggy blonde hair, and a full goatee. It's not funny. I feel bad for this guy. He's obviously a nut and, and he went missing. Full goatee. The Toronto police write. She was last seen wearing a black t-shirt and gray pants. Police are concerned about her safety. This is, this is the kind of news release that is sent out by the official governing body of Clown World. This is the, the Clown World Police Department is releasing the headshot of a dude with a goatee and saying that he is a woman with a thin build. The, the transgender issue has become so prominent. One, because of what we were just talking about. The libs, the, the liberation agenda for, from the libs is, is constantly accelerating. So it's not just being liberated from certain laws or being liberated from certain traditional social mores or being liberated from certain institutions, including the family, or being liberated from certain symbols. It's being liberated from biology, from human nature, from everything. So that's why the libs are pushing it in part. The trans agenda is really prominent for the conservatives because it's waking us up to the fact that we can no longer trust our authorities. The liberal world order, we, we can't trust it. If the Toronto police really believe that shaggy goatee guy is a woman, then I can't trust the Toronto police. I can't trust the Toronto police or any, any one of these similar institutions. I can't trust them on issues of sex. I can't trust them on anything. If you don't know that that dude is not a chick, you, you don't know anything. And so now I've got to look out for myself. Now I see no reason to support the continued power and rule of these people who don't know the most basic things about human nature. Speaking of the police, there was this horrible shooting that took place yesterday. There were a couple of shootings, actually. The one that first started to trend was a shooting in Highland Park, Illinois, uh, where at least six people were killed, 24 wounded. The numbers may be higher now. Uh, they were killed by this uh, young man 
who had really creepy stuff on the internet, and the usual suspects are all bickering over whether he was a Democrat or a Republican. And the, the, the libs are saying he was a, a Republican because there's a picture of him with a Trump flag. And then the conservatives are saying, well, he was only ironically wearing the Trump flag. And actually, if you look at his social media history, he was posting all sorts of extremely left-wing things. Uh, apparently, on his Twitter account, he was liking all of these tweets about how they need to arrest all the January 6th people. So I, I, don't, I don't have an opinion, really, one way or the other. I haven't looked into it that much. I don't really care. If you look at the guy, he's got crazy colored hair and all sorts of face tattoos and he doesn't exactly look like a Trump supporter, okay? He definitely looks much more like a radical leftist, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's a, maybe he's just a psycho. He has some music videos on the internet that don't seem, they don't seem left-wing exactly. They don't seem right-wing exactly. They seem demonic. Uh, so whatever his politics are, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not really all that interested in it. The reason this is becoming a major headline, unlike other mass killings, including at parades like the Waukesha Christmas Parade. Uh, the reason this one's becoming a mass killing is because it, it at least checks some of the boxes of the left-wing narrative. So it, the, it's a young white man that usually will encourage the media to report on a, on a killing. Uh, he, he, mu- he might have some tie to even plausibly being viewed as a right-winger, so that checks another box for the media. Uh, th- there are lots of other mass killings that are not reported, and that's because they don't, they don't check those boxes. Again, that's the way the, the media are going to behave. It's just a horrific event uh, in any case. Really, really awful stuff on the 4th of July. Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is a conservative congressman, she tweeted out, when are we going to have an honest conversation about drug abuse, mental illness, and SSRIs? Those are a certain type of depression drug. And deadly side effects. Are we really going to keep pretending or covering for big pharma? Because I'm absolutely done with the political plays on this BS. So people, people raise different questions about what is causing this. The libs say that the cause of mass shootings and mass killings is guns. Of course, guns have existed for a very, very long time and all throughout American history. And if the liberal argument is that these mass shootings are a newer phenomenon, which is a dubious argument to begin with, but let's, let's just go with it, then the thing that changed, obviously, is not the guns. The guns have remained basically the same, uh, but they say it's the guns. Then conservatives will say, well, it's maybe fatherlessness. Well, it's maybe our, sometimes they'll blame video games. Sometimes they'll say, well, there are obviously cultural aspects here. Maybe it's this isolation. Maybe, as Marjorie Taylor Greene is suggesting, maybe it's these depression drugs that a lot of people are on. Again, on this issue, I'm not expressing an opinion one way or the other. I think a lot of these squabbles over, well, it's, it was caused by this. No, it was caused by this. No, it's your team. No, it's your team. A lot of that is you, often beside the point. But, but the broader point that, that Green is making here on the depression drugs is a really, really important one. America is totally hooked. We are drug addicts on these depression pills. Did you know that more than one in eight Americans regularly takes depression drugs? Did you know that even kids regularly take these kinds of depression drugs? But before COVID, the number of kids aged 12 to 19 who take these depression drugs regularly is one in 29. And since COVID, those numbers certainly have gone up. One in 29, kids are taking depression drugs? Isn't that a problem? Put aside the shooting for a second. Put aside the killers, the killers who have often been on these depression drugs. Just take that just focus on the drugs. Don't you think that's a problem when a huge portion of your country, including kids, 
are hooked on, they're drug addicts for these very particular psycho, psychological drugs. I think that's a problem. And watch, watch right now the liberals rally around SSRIs and other depression drugs with greater ferocity than they rallied around the COVID shots. Those very, you know, those very safe and effective COVID shots because we totally should trust the medical establishment. They never get anything wrong. They, they, they totally know the difference between a man and a woman. They're so smart. They know everything. Watch them rally around these drugs. It's really, really weird because nothing says fight the power quite like consistently shilling for big pharma, right? The depression drugs seem to me a big problem. I'm not saying there's no use for these depression drugs. I'm not saying no one should take these depression drugs. But if a huge portion of your country is regularly dulling some kind of pain that they feel with drugs and increasing those numbers, clearly there is a problem. Someone, someone said to me when I made this point on social media, they said, well, Michael, where's your MD? You're not a medical doctor. How dare you spat off on this? That's true. You know who a medical doctor is? Uh, Dr. Richard Levine, the man who thinks that he's a woman. He's actually not just a medical doctor. He's the assistant secretary of health. So yeah, that's true. I don't, he and I have different degrees. I don't have the same degree in medicine and scientific reality that the man who insists that he's a woman and advocates putting kids on cross-sex hormones and sterilizing them and giving them osteoporosis and mutilating their bodies forever, we don't have the same degree. So you're right. I guess you should listen to his opinion because he's, he obviously knows what he's talking about. He has an MD after all and stiletto heels and a dress. And I, I don't have that MD. So I guess what, I don't know, you, you, you listeners out there, you don't have an MD. So how dare you question the medical How dare you question Dr. Fauci, Dr. Levine, and all those geniuses who, no, I, I am, I am not saying this to flatter you or pander or anything like that. I trust the medical opinion of every single person, regardless of your political views, of every single person listening to this podcast right now. I trust your medical opinion much more than I trust the opinion of Richard Levine or Dr. Fauci or, or any of the rest of them. Because you at least have a, a basic modicum of common sense. You probably have a great deal more than that. But you've got something that the medical establishment does not. It's, it's just like the Toronto police issue. The problem with the medical establishment embracing all this kind of quackery and then trying to, trying to solve the problems created by their quackery by just plying us all with drugs all the time is that they don't have any credibility at all. There was a liberal blue check who last night when I made this point on the depression pills, he said, well, Michael, you ever consider that maybe America is just a depressing place? I thought, well, I don't think it's a depressing place. Still, I'm still pro-America. I still, I still look at fireworks on the 4th of July, take that grill pill, you know, wave my American flag. So I don't think it's a depressing place. But even if it were, doesn't that only bolster my point? He ended up deleting the tweet, so I think he probably agreed that it it did bolster my point. If the thing that is causing you your, these problems is environmental and social, maybe drugs aren't the answer. These drugs are supposed to address very specific chemical and psychological problems. If your problems are not coming from within you, they're coming from without. It's because the people you live with, or it's because you don't like being in a society with guns, or it's because you don't like the founding fathers or the constitution or whatever. You don't solve that problem with drugs. You solve that problem with politics. You solve that problem with uh, 
society. You solve that problem with getting to know your community and adjust and acclimating yourself to your community and to reality, which is something the libs don't want you to do, so they ply you with drugs. One way, I, I admit, America is a little bit more depressing today than it was even in recent years. Things are getting, you know, the, the economy is no good and we're grooming the kids and that's no good. And we got rid of Roe v. Wade. That's actually great. That's a huge, massive white pill. Great bit of hope that we've been getting. But yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a mixed bag, sure. One of the reasons is, and this comes from the late conservative philosopher Roger Scruton, if you want people to love your country, you've got to give them a country that is lovable. You got to give them a place that is beautiful. You got to give them a, a place that inspires and evokes their love. And this, this gets to an issue we talked about last week. Another thing I got in trouble for on social media, I, I posted two pictures of, of Picasso paintings, one from when he was a teenager and one from later in his career. And the early one is beautiful. And the later one was of the weeping woman and from his much more abstract period. And it's an ugly painting. I'm not saying it's not technically proficient. Picasso was a master artist. And I asked the question, I said, why would someone who can paint a beautiful thing choose to paint an ugly thing? And this evoked a lot of ire from people. And it even inspired someone. There was a guy at the the Independent, the British newspaper, to write an entire column about how I prefer Picasso's earlier work to his later work. (laughs) An angry column about why I prefer beautiful art to ugly art. And the headline was what got me. The headline is, why are right-wingers so afraid of modern art? I am not afraid of modern art. Let me turn the question back on the libs. Why do the libs always equate disapproval with fear? If you disapprove of men putting on dresses and pretending to be women, it's a phobia. That's a transphobia. You're phobic. Even Fox News did this. When Fox News ran that segment promoting transing the kids, the reporter at the end, he said, he said, you know, people fear what they don't understand. And that's why we need to trans the kids. Sometimes we fear what we don't understand. You might fear ghosts. You don't, you don't understand. Sometimes we fear what we do understand, like bears. <laughs> I understand bears, and I fear them. If I ran into a bear in the woods, I would, I would be afraid. And sometimes we disapprove of things we don't quite understand, like demons. I don't, I don't, don't understand demons. Don't approve of them. I'm anti-demon. And sometimes we disapprove of things that we do understand, like modern art or transgenderism, or grooming the kids, or all the stuff that the libs want to do. You can disapprove of something without fearing it. But the libs, the libs have to pretend that it's a fear, usually an irrational fear, a phobia, because they want to pretend that conservatism doesn't make any sense, that it's just a series of irritable mental gestures, to quote the liberal Lionel Trilling many, many moons ago. But it's not. We just look at it. You, you look at modern art, put, it, put Picasso aside, because he is a very good artist, even though a lot of his work is very ugly. But you, you know, you think of Marcel Duchamp, the, uh, the guy who pretended that a urinal was, was a great work of art. You look at that and you say, you know, it's not that I don't get it. I get it. I understand it. I'm not, it's not that I fear it. I'm not afraid of the urinal. It's just ugly. And I don't like it. And I think it should be discouraged. It's not that I don't get men putting on stilettos and jiggling at the library. I get, I understand it. It's not even that I'm afraid of the men. I just disapprove of it. And I think it should be discouraged. Why is that so complicated for the libs? Speaking of fear-mongering, California Governor Gavin Newsom, Gavin Newsom right now, is running on freedom. 
It's Independence Day, so let's talk about what's going on in America. Freedom, it's under attack in your state. Your Republican leaders, they're banning books, making it harder to vote, restricting speech in classrooms, even criminalizing women and doctors. I urge all of you living in Florida to join the fight or join us in California, where we still believe in freedom, freedom of speech, freedom to choose, freedom from hate, and the freedom to love. Don't let them take your freedom. Paid for by Newsom for California Governor 2022. I moved out of California because not only was I not allowed perfect freedom in the abstract, I wasn't allowed to go into grocery stores without covering my face like it was a, like it was a burqa, like I was living in Saudi Arabia and I had to, <laughs> and I had to wear the full niqab. I fled California because I, I had to give away so much of my money to the government. I had to work half the year for Gavin Newsom. And then the California Franchise Tax Board continues to come after you wherever you go. Like, like one of the five, it's the sixth family. You got the five families in New York, you got the sixth family, it's the Franchise Tax Board in California. I, I fled California because the regulations are so onerous that you don't even know when you're violating them. Regulations on your cars, regulations on your water, regulations on your schools, regulations on your church. They were closing our churches. You weren't allowed to do anything in California. And now he's running on freedom. And he says, Ron DeSantis, he opposes freedom because he doesn't want gay porn in kindergarten. He's banning books. California bans books. You're not allowed to teach the Bible in schools. You're not allowed to teach the Bible in schools. That's fine. That's good. That's freedom. You're not allowed to teach gay porn in kindergarten. That's, well, that's terrible. That is a horrible, oppressive, it's a tyranny. It's like a dictatorship. And they believe it. They believe that. During, during COVID, it was even at the end of COVID, COVID was over at this point. My pregnant wife, we were in LA, LAX, and because I travel a lot for work, I joined the lounge where you get to go and get a cup of coffee and a little food before, before you fly. And so we go into the lounge, and my very pregnant wife just needed to use the restroom and get a glass of water. They wouldn't let her in. They wouldn't let her in because... She had, she had some kind of food with her. You know, she's pregnant. She's trying to eat, you know, things like that. And they said, no, sorry, you can't. You have to stay out. It's order of the state, order of the county. It's the least free state in America. But, but for the libs, freedom means doing drugs. For the libs, freedom means shtupping whoever you want to shtup. For the libs, freedom means taking kids to strip clubs. For the, that's, and they, they mean that. For the libs, freedom means mutilating your body so you look like the opposite sex. And that, that, is, that is a kind of misunderstanding of freedom. I see how you could arrive at that conclusion. But that's not, that's not what the Founding Fathers thought. It's not what the Fourth of July is about. That's not what true, true freedom is. True freedom is higher than that. True freedom is being in command of yourself and your appetites and your base desires and having discipline and having a rational will and pursuing that, that higher political freedom, charting your own course for your community and for your nation, being a real citizen, accepting reality and flourishing within the bounds of reality. Everyone believes that he is fighting for freedom. Everyone believes it. The terrorists in the Middle East, they think they're fighting for freedom. The Western powers that go in and fight the terrorists, we say we're fighting for freedom. The libs, 
in California who are fighting to raise your taxes and trans your kids, they think they're fighting for freedom. The conservatives in Tennessee and Texas who are doing the opposite of that, they, we believe that we are fighting for freedom too. We're all, we all are motivated to fight for freedom. The question is, what is freedom? Are there limits to freedom? Yeah, of course, there have to be. There are limits to everything. What are those limits? Is freedom the, the freedom to mutilate your body and go into the girl's locker room? Or is freedom the freedom of young girls to change without a man pulling out his genitals in front of them? What is, what is that freedom? Or, arguing about freedom in the abstract is not going to get anybody anywhere. You've got to get specific. You've got to talk about real ways of life. You've got to talk about specific political rights and how they're applied in society. That's, that's the only way you're going to do it. Even, even the libs are waking up to the fact that the left-wing version of liberty and freedom is not real freedom. When you get specific, even the libs wake up to it. Bette Midler, my absolute favorite Twitter account, Bette Midler tweets out, quote, women of the world, we're being stripped of our rights over our bodies, our lives, and even our name. They don't call us women anymore. They call us birthing people or menstruators or even people with vaginas. Don't let them erase you. Every human on earth owes you. Good. <laughs> Keep going, Bet. You're, you're on a roll. You're getting somewhere. Now, who is it, Bet, that is, that is taking away the name of women? Who is it that is erasing women from sports and from the locker rooms and from reality? And who's doing that and calling every, birthing people and menstruators? And who is it us? Or is it no? Ah, it's so wonderful to watch someone realize that the thing they have been fighting for is really bad. To realize that the people they've been fighting were right all along. And she was starting to do that. I'm not sure she's going to go all the way. She's starting to realize that. Wow. Maybe, huh. Maybe this transgenderism is not the right thing after all. This is this is what the liberal world order is giving you, <laughs> okay? And you're, you're even seeing it now in around the world. You are seeing protests around the world protesting Roe v. Wade, the Roe v. Wade overruling. You're seeing protests in France. We don't have time to get to it today. We'll, we'll have to get to it tomorrow. You're seeing protests in France where the abortion laws are stricter than they are in the United States, are much stricter than they are in the United States. You are seeing, because there is this thing, that Biden advisor was totally right. There is this thing called the liberal world order. And the, the reality of the liberal world order is pride flags everywhere and transing the little kids and promoting all sorts of awful, gross, terrible things and raising your gas prices. Okay, do you want that? Is that, is that worth eight bucks a gallon? It isn't to me. Maybe it's time to chart an alternative course. Happy 4th of July. What a great, happy 5th of July. What a great way to do it. Yesterday we commemorated, today we start fighting again. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. See you tomorrow. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, The Andrew Clavin Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. The Michael Knowles Show is produced by Ben Davies. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Supervising producer, Mathis Glover. Production manager, Pavel Vidovsky. 
Editor and associate producer, Danny D'Amico. Associate producer, Justine Turley. Audio mixer, Mike Coromina. And hair and makeup by Cherokee Hart. Michael Knowles Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2022. John Bickley here, Daily Wire Editor-in-Chief. Wake up every morning with our show, Morning Wire, where we bring you all the news that you need to know in 15 minutes or less. Join me and my co-host, Georgia Howe, for daily coverage of all the biggest stories on Morning Wire. Morning Wire. 